This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. We got a stacked show tonight. Mark Keith Morris, forward for the Lakers. He's coming on at 7.30. Looking forward to having a good conversation with one of the key role players for the Lakers, a champion, a player that certainly doesn't get enough love. Uh, and what I'm referring to there is, of course, we we get so easily attracted to the stars, uh, but these role players are obviously so key to championships. So Mark Keith at 7.30. And uh, Mark Medina coming up at 8.30, NBA writer for USA Today. So let's start off with this. All right, Lakers, 3-0 and to uh, start the second half of the season. I know Indiana Pacers, Golden State Warriors, and the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, three teams that you're supposed to beat, two of those games at Staples Center, the one they flew up to San Francisco up to the Bay to go get that game against the uh, Golden State Warriors. But got to be honest, I mean, every game – moving forward for the Lakers without Anthony Davis, that's not a lock. It's not a guarantee that you're going to win every one of these games. It's just not. I mean, look at the way the Lakers closed out um, their last 10 games before the All-Star break. 10 games they missed without Anthony Davis. In those 10 games that they didn't have AD, uh, they only won three of those games. He went out in the game against Denver. They lost that one then, obviously, you know, like I mentioned. But there's a lot of factors that come into play. So when I look at the Lakers right now and I see how they've started between um, between the second half of the season after the All-Star break, there's a lot of things to like. You know, it's it's one thing to squeak by games and just barely get a win. It's one thing to have everything on LeBron James' back and you're depending on every single possession on LBJ. But it's another thing when you're doing it by committee. I mean, if there's one thing that I'm appreciating right now, that I'm enjoying right now with Lakers basketball, we're not just talking about one guy anymore. It's not just LeBron James, this is what he did, which, by the way, LBJ's had two triple-doubles in the last two games. He's ridiculous. I'll make my MVP case later in the show. Um, But it's not just one of the things that I, I got frustrated with when AD went out with his injury was the conversation, I hear people say, well, LeBron's got to do more. No, he doesn't have to do anymore. He shouldn't have to do anymore. What more can you possibly do? The question for me, when Anthony Davis went out, which, by the way, however you guys want to describe some of these other players who are out right now and their roles on this team, not having Caruso for a couple games now. It doesn't look like he's going again tomorrow. Not having Marc Gasol, just losing a big man when you already don't have that many big men uh, is significant as well. Not having these types of players, so it's not just Anthony Davis that you don't have. Um, I hated the conversation of, well, AD's got to do more. Or, I'm sorry, LeBron's got to do more. But what I'm enjoying watching right now with Lakers basketball, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying watching Montrezl Harrell do what he's doing on a night-in, night-out basis. 
I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying Kyle Kuzma. I think this is the best basketball Kyle Kuzma has played in his career, and there's a number of factors that go into it, and it's not just the offensive side. I know we get so sucked into, well, how's this player doing offensively? Um, I How much are you enjoying getting an opportunity to see Talon Horn Tucker playing some big minutes? Even a guy like Damian Jones, who's kind of coming out of nowhere for the Lakers and doing his job. And I could go down the list. Dennis Schroeder's been good. KCP's had a couple games where he looks like he's more comfortable. Um, Watching the Lakers play right now, what we're getting the opportunity to see, what can these other guys do after LBJ? Put LeBron James to the side. We know what LeBron's going to do every single night. But, man, what a critical, critical part of the season to see these other guys flourish. And they are flourishing. You know, I, I know I spend a lot of time on this. When I do the post-game show, um, I find myself, you know, I get excited over things I probably shouldn't get that excited about. But I get excited when the other players are contributing. I get excited when I could talk about Kuz. I, I get excited when I could talk about Montrez and just kind of go down the list of some of these different players that uh, you don't get to highlight every single game. But the Lakers right now are playing shorthanded. Any way you want to look at they're playing shorthanded. If you don't want to say the Marcus and Alex Caruso are that significant because they're role players, that's fine, even though I would disagree with you. But Anthony Davis completely changes the scope of the Lakers, completely changes it. So keeping that portion just in mind and seeing the way the Lakers, the bench is stepping up, they had a game, these last couple of games, one game was 60-plus, another game I think was close to 70 points that the bench had. Do you know how ridiculous that is? And what that's telling me is not everything's got to be on LeBron's shoulders on a night-in, night-out basis. And what it also gets me excited about is, well, what happens 30 days from now if Anthony Davis is back on the floor, he's fresh and he's ready to go, you kind of are starting to now see, okay, the playoffs are only a month away or whatever the case is. Uh, I think the playoffs literally start in just over two months from now. But you start kind of seeing these guys, they look comfortable in their roles. They're excelling at their roles. And if they get that confidence now, by the time the Lakers get healthy, um, it could be uh, it could be obviously some great momentum that the Lakers are building right now. Uh, but you got to finish off this week strong. So let me kind of explain what the Lakers got coming up. You got Charlotte tomorrow, LaMelo Ball. By the way, a lot of people excited to see LaMelo. You guys should hear Michael Thompson leading up to this game. You would think that Michael Jordan's playing tomorrow. Um, He's excited about LaMelo Ball. Um, And they're playing actually some pretty good basketball right now. They got a game going right now, but Charlotte is fifth in the Eastern Conference. They've won four games in a row, seven of ten. Then you got Atlanta coming up on Saturday. I think that's a 12.30 start, 12.30 tip-off, something along those lines. Um, you got Atlanta coming up on uh, Saturday, and then you close out the week at Phoenix. So got to finish this week strong. Great start for the Lakers since the All-Star break. I'm enjoying watching, listening to these games because I think the Lakers are actually playing good basketball. Um, I really do actually feel like there's good ball movement, good defense. Not yesterday in the first half. They gave up 70, but then I think they gave up 51 in the second half. Uh, blew out the Golden State Warriors. Guys are hitting jumpers. The team looks like they're playing, um, you know, smiles on their faces. Good energy from guys like Montrez Harrell, Kuzma, and THC. So you could kind of sum all this up together, but you got to finish the week off strong. And the reason why I say that um, is 
there's really not much margin for error. I mean, if you look at this, kind of look at where the Lakers are in the standings right now. Okay, so they're 27 and 13. Phoenix is 26 and 12. So Phoenix would have the the edge because they have one less loss, plus they have the tiebreaker. Lakers and Suns only played once this year. Phoenix won that game. But right behind the Lakers, Clippers are a game and a half back. Lakers only two and a half games behind the Utah Jazz. As, by the way, as the show progresses, I mentioned there are games going on. I think Clippers got Dallas tonight. So there, there's a few games going on tonight. to keep you guys posted on that. Um, so, you know, keeping all this in mind, when I say there isn't much margin for error, I mean, one of the hottest teams right now, you could look at Denver's playing good basketball. They're 23-16. and 16. They started off bad. Now they're kind of starting to move up the standings. What you can't afford to do if you're the Lakers is to lose games like Charlotte or Atlanta. The Phoenix one, that's a tough one. Um, we'll see where the Lakers are by then. We'll see if Marcus Saul's back, if Alex Caruso's back. But that uh, that game's going to be tough, and that game's coming up on Sunday. But not much margin for air right now for the Lakers. And they got to continue, I guess, to just kind of keep pouring things on, at least at the moment. Um, when, when I say I think this is the most important stretch of the season, the next 30 days, in my opinion, and I'm not doing this for uh, – I'm not saying this for drama. I really do believe this. I think the next 30 days will be the most important stretch of the season for the Lakers in the regular season. And this is what I'm referring to, okay? Teams are trying to take advantage of when the Lakers are down. You think any of these teams care that the Lakers are missing some key guys, that Anthony Davis is out? Um, Coach A is going to be reevaluated re- in two weeks. That was on Friday. So we still got about you know a week and a half. That just means he's going to be reevaluated. That doesn't mean Anthony Davis is coming back anytime soon. So we'll just kind of have to see how things go. Lakers are going to obviously be incredibly cautious about how they bring AD back. But when I say it's the most important 30 days, is because what are you going to do until Anthony Davis comes back? Is Montrez Harrell going to keep scoring 23-plus points a game and shooting 70% from the field. I had a ridiculous stat from Kuz. See if I can find it here. Kuzma's 32 of 61 in his last four games. That's how good Kuz has been in the last four games. But the point is is that nobody cares. Nobody cares that the Lakers are beat up right now. And in the Western Conference, teams are going to try and take advantage of the Lakers. And that's why I think it's such a critical stretch. Um, So far, the Lakers are holding court. Right Since the All-Star break, they're holding court. And the question is going to come, I guess the question is going to eventually come around to the fact that um, when you start facing some of these good teams, because Lakers still this month, you got Milwaukee, you got Philly, you got the Suns, like I mentioned, there's going to be some good games mixed into here. Can you take advantage of these teams that you're supposed to beat, at least so far for the Lakers? It looks like they can, and they've been fantastic. All right, I got to give a quick shout out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change, um, was on their website. So SoCalOilChange.com. Let me just show you how easy this is. Go in there, put your zip code. I put uh, 90015, which is a zip, co- zip code here in downtown. 50-something locations come up. Doesn't matter where you are. There's a location everywhere around. Here's a great thing. Coupons. You can email the coupon to you. You could text it to you. You could print it out. And then go into a Valvoline instant oil change. Takes about 15 minutes for an oil change. We appreciate their partnership. Again, uh, visit SoCalOilChange.com and locations for locations and coupons today. 
Want to talk about Kuz when we come back. Um, I get it all from Kuzma. I get the good, I get the bad. I get a lot of people that give me their opinion on Kuz, which is exactly what I want. It's a platform to do it. I want to ask Laker fans when we come back, what do you think of Kuzma so far this season? Just let me keep it simple. How do you think Kuzma is doing in his role so far this season? Uh, It's been pretty special to watch him, in my opinion, these last couple of weeks and see some of his growth. 877-710-ESPN. We'll talk about Kuz coming up next. Markeith Morris coming up at 7.30. Thank you for tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so we're spending a little time talking about uh, Kyle Kuzma here. I want to spend a little bit of time on Kuz because it's such a you know such a kind of fascinating player for the Lakers. I, I don't know why Kuz has become such a polarizing fig, uh, figure when it comes to Laker fans, but it's a reality. He has, and he has been for a while. Um, he's really the only young gun left from the Brandon Ingrams and the Lonzo Balls and D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, go down the list, Josh Hart. Um, and, and I think his role has been so unique with the Lakers. And I've done a lot of these post-game shows where I've spent time, uh, by the way, 877-710-ESPN. I know I throw out the number, but it, I shouldn't even have to give an invitation. You can call in at any time, and I know we got a couple uh, calls on hold, so I'll get to you guys in just a second. Um when I do the post game show, you know, one of the things that I probably notice more than any other player, I'll go a game, I'll go a couple games without talking about Kuz because there wasn't that much to talk about. Kuz might have had five points or he wasn't contributing or whatever the case is. And then Kuz will have a good game and everybody's back on the Kuz train. Everybody's talking about Kuzma and man, how great is this guy? And then a couple games, two more games where uh, he's inconsistent and you just don't hear Kuzma's name on a consistent basis. So the reason why, you know, I want to bring this up tonight is because I think this is the best basketball he's played for the Lakers. People are going to say, what are you talking about? There's games he's had 30-plus points. There's games where, um, you know, statistically he's been even better than he has in the last couple of weeks or whatever the case is. I'll tell you why I think this is the best basketball Kuzma's played in his professional career, uh, obviously with uh, with the Lakers. He gets his role, he knows his role, and he's thriving in his role. Um, there are a lot of different ways to determine whether a player is having success or they're not having success. For me, um, I love the game of basketball. So I'm not just going to see how many points did this player have. I wanna, I'm curious, okay, is he finding other ways to be impactful on the court? Is he a liability when he doesn't have the ball? Defensively. Is he locking down guys? Is the effort there? There has been a complete transformation, in my opinion, from Kyle Kuzma a year ago to Kyle Kuzma today. Ireland always talks about it on the broadcast, and I think it's it's interesting when John mentions it because John says the little things, right? The energy. Why all of a sudden now he every shot that goes up, he's crashing the glass. 
He's trying to play defense. I'm not telling you it's perfect defense, but I'm telling you that he's the effort is there to play defense. He understands how important that side is. Kuzma's got a championship. He signed a three-year contract with the Lakers. He's going to get paid. I think that you know that that edge is off a little bit. Now he just goes out. What do I need to do to help this team win? That's what I'm focused on, and that's it. That's why I think this is the best basketball that I've seen Kuz play for the Lakers. Look, Montrez, he's making it happen. Montrez was expected to do this night in, night out. Um, the one, you know, I would say the one beef that I have with Montrez Harrell is when he doesn't play 25 minutes plus, and that has nothing to do with Montrez. That's on the coaching staff to make sure that he gets uh, those minutes on a night in, night out basis. Dennis Schroeder, he came to the Lakers. He's supposed to kind of replace Rondo's role. He's supposed to be the guy that um, uh, has the ability to get to the basket, create for others, put pressure on defenses to get in the paint. He's expected to do that. Kuzma, we don't really, there, there has not been this expectation. People would label him, he's the third best player on this team. No, he's not. He's not the third best player now either. But as you added some of these other players, he's kind of fallen a little bit further back in regards to how much you're depending on him. And, you know, I don't know if this just has to do with the fact that Anthony Davis is out. This just has has to do with the fact that he's getting more opportunities. But I'll tell you, it'd be one thing if he's jacking up 15 to 20 shots a game. They're bad shots, and he's just a high-volume shooter that's out on the floor. But it's a completely other thing. It's different when you actually feel his presence on the court. He's making the extra pass. He's making the right pass. Um, He's shooting in rhythm. He's getting stops on the defensive side. Those are the reasons why, for me, this is the best basketball Kyle Kuzma has played. And the way he's playing fits what the Lakers need. It's not, well, Kuzma's going to go out there and get his. No, Kuzma is doing what's right for the team. And uh, obviously, I think that has some success here or some of the reason to do with some of the success Lakers have had uh, as of late. Okay, let me uh, let me take a couple phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. Your thoughts on Kuz so far this year? Um, and if you want to even talk about this kind of this smaller stretch where he's excelled, you could feel free to do so. By the way, Kuz, I mentioned this. 32 of 61 in his last four games. That's how he shot. Remember, that was the loss against the Sacramento Kings. It was the win against the Pacers, the win against the Warriors, and then last night, the win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Jose in Northridge. Jose, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk. Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. Thank you for calling. Yeah, listen, this is my first time on radio, so uh, forgive me if I stumble a little bit. No, you're uh, good. You're good. I, I agree on everything you said about Kuzma. I think he's just barely coming around, you know, late in the season, and this season is showing up. I think he's uh, – it, it, it goes along with what I was going to ask prior to this is, uh, do you see the Lakers making a, a move before the, the deadline? For the trade uh, deadline? Uh, yeah, other than Drummond and the obvious thing. Because uh, Kuzma is becoming a, a piece that I I say that you can package with. Uh, I don't think he's the answer to what we need. Uh, I agree. He's playing excellent basketball. Um, he's he's showing up on the rebounding and you know. So I just wanted to know if, from your perspective, mm-hmm. do you think that it's something that we can package up uh, along with some other assets so we can get 
that third piece to compete with uh, uh, Jersey. Jose, appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, all right, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I'll take his question. I'll ask Laker fans this, and I'll answer it in a way as well. Um, do you think the Lakers need to go out and make another move? I'm I'm not talking about a buyout move. I'm talking about do you think they need to trade some of these young assets they have to go make another move? You can you know obviously comment on that eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Jose thinks they should actually look to shop Kuzma. Um, I'll answer it this way. So last season, it's actually a perfect transition because last season I thought the Lakers needed to make a move come trade deadline. And I was the one actually, you know, Marcus Morris, I think, was a player that was available from the Knicks. And I was like, you got to go get got to find a way to go get him. Got to find a way to go get Marcus Morris. You got to go all in. Um, This might be your only chance or your last chance left to try and win an NBA championship. So that that's that's what I was talking about last year. You know what the Lakers ended up doing? They kept all their assets and they got Markeith Morris in the buyout market. So Markeith comes in the buyout market. They address what they needed. Why'd they get Markeith? Markeith was a guy that you thought can match up against Montrez Harrell, or if you needed to play, you know, when Harrell was with the Clippers, or if you need to play against the Rockets and um, they're going to go small, Markeith can play the five for you. Lakers found a way to address what they needed by getting Markeith Morris. The road to an NBA championship this year is going to be tougher than it was last season. No question about it. I mean, I think if you look at the competition, I think if you look at the Eastern Conference, some of the moves that they made, look at, by the way, let me just give this as an example. Today, just today, Trevor Ariza and P.J. Tucker both got traded, and they both went to the Eastern Conference, one to the Bucks, one to the Miami Heat. Um, teams are starting to make moves because they know they got to try to catch up to Brooklyn. Uh, at least in the Eastern Conference, they got to catch up to Brooklyn, or they don't think they think Philly's a step ahead of them or whatever the case is. I will say for the Lakers... I think the same thing that happened last year will probably happen again this year. Um, The same thing will happen last year where they're going to depend more on the buyout market. When Mark Medita comes up at 8.30, that's going to be a good conversation for him and I to have. Uh, So if you want to be a part of that, 877-710-ESPN. Let me squeeze in a quick call here. Um, Lee in La Mirada. Lee, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, hey, hello. How you doing, my brother? Good, man. Thank you. well, first, one compliment you on your show. You're doing great, man. Doing a great job. Hey, doing good. Appreciate hey, it. Um, uh, I'm an old fan from the Chick Hearn days, but that's that's how far back I go. But I want to tell you, but pertaining to Kuzma, I uh, can't say enough about him. Uh, he's the last of, of the breed from from the Randalls and and the Ingram party, and he's fundamentally getting more sound every day. I think you're right. He's not dependent on as much as being the third man. Because of that, I think he's he's really showing up. He the load is off a little bit, and it's 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 making him a better ball player. Uh, can't say enough about Kuzma. He's he's doing great. Lee, appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, okay, so we got a lot of phone. Uh, we got a lot of um, people that want to uh, obviously pile in on this conversation. Markeith Morris is coming up here in just a few minutes. By the way, I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to talk to Markeith because, um, so first of all, 745, I'm going to take more phone calls. So just stay on with us, 877-710-ESPN. I'll take some of these calls. We'll continue to talk about coups. We'll continue to talk about buyout market and everything else. Um, but I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to talk to Markeith Morris. There are certain rosters that you need guys like Markeith Morris 
to win an NBA championship or to win NBA championships. And I think getting his perspective on how the Lakers are doing, his role specifically, I'll ask him about Kuzma's development, all that stuff. Uh, I think that's going to be a great conversation. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Lakers uh, back in action tomorrow. They got the uh, Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Ball comes to Staples Center. Looking forward to that. Lakers trying to make it four games in a row as they start the second half uh, since the All-Star break. Want to welcome in power forward for the Los Angeles Lakers, Markeith Morris. Nice enough to take some time. Markeith, what's going on, man? Thank you for joining Lakers Talk. How's it up, man? Thanks for having me, man. Of course. I'm doing good. Uh, I I know today's a a day off, and – um, you're you're taking Man. some time to do this, so we uh, so we greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks for having me. So I, I I'll, I'll start off with this, Markeith. Just um, your thoughts. The Lakers, just the spot that you guys are in right now. Obviously, uh, obviously a lot of curveballs being thrown to a lot of different teams out there. But with Anthony Davis out and some of the other role players who have been out, what what do you think of where you guys are sitting right now? And and, and how do you like the position that you're in? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think we're in a great spot, man. You know, uh, things are unfortunate with the injuries and, and the COVID situation, but, you know, it, it's all about, you know, the end, man. It's all about who's healthy, you know, in the playoffs, going into the playoffs. And I think, you know, we're in a great spot. We won the first four games coming out of break. You know, I gave, that gave us a little bit more momentum. I think uh, guys are feeling a lot better after getting the break with, uh, with playing every other day. You know, it's, it's a little taxing. It's different for all of us. So you know, I think I think we all feel that we all in a great place, and I think we are feeling great. You know, Markeith, it it is kind of interesting. I felt like out of all the teams in the NBA, the Lakers needed a break more than anybody else. How how, how taxing? I mean, you just speaking it from your perspective. How difficult was it to? You're in Orlando. You win an NBA championship, and then before you know it. The season starts right back up again, and here's this 72-game grind, and you're trying to kind of compact the season as many games as possible. Um, what was this break? Not just perfect timing, but was that short? Uh, that short break. How taxing was that on you personally, and 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 some of the players on the team? I mean, I mean, you know, normally we we I train. I think three months. I get the, I get a three month all season where I'm just training, getting ready for the season, and not being able to do any any of that is was 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 crazy was crazy in itself starting the season, hmm. um, and then playing every other day. You know, I don't think people realize like we've never played this many. I've never played this much basketball ever in my life. <laughs> I don't I don't think any of us have. You know, that's, that's even with working out every day, and you know what I mean. And, and being in college, I don't think we've ever played as much. So it was taxing, but you know, we're not looking. We're not looking for no sorrow. We we we, we know that every other team in the NBA is doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still going to take the championship. You know, what I mean, we we got to roll it over quick. We never really get to to we never really get to celebrate it like we wanted to. But uh, you know, 
it's the new season and, and the break that wonders for all of us mentally and physically. And I think, uh, you know, we're in great position. We're in great position, you know, into the playoffs. Markeith Morris uh, taking some time to join Lakers Talk here on 710 ESPN. Um, Markeith, I, I want to talk about your role specifically. I, I think you're in I think you're in such a unique spot because, you know, Los Angeles has um, ha- has been very spoiled with just unbelievable championship teams. And a lot of the times, yes, it's easy to talk about Magic and Kareem and Kobe and Shaq and James Worthy and Pau Gasol. Um, but the reality is the right role players really help um, determine who ends up being a champion and, and who, uh, you know, obviously, let's say, doesn't get that far or doesn't win a, a championship. And the reason why I, I point you out specifically, I thought last season when you eventually came to the Lakers, it was a game changer because it put the Lakers in a position. If you're going to play the Rockets and you want to go small, you can use Markeith Morris. Or even in this season, here we are, there are games that you're not playing, and then all of a sudden you're asked to be in the starting lineup and put up big minutes. Can you just explain your role, your mentality on this Lakers team and how you've been able to kind of put away what what works best for you individually to do what's in the best interest of the team? Uh, I, I would say, man, just, you know, being a part of this team last year, you know, it was a sacrifice for everybody. I knew coming to the team, you know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, score as much or even shoot as much, but you know, winning a championship was 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 more important to me than being able to do those things. You know, you know they could never, you could never take a championship away. And all those scoring and 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 doing those type of things that's just for one season. But just looking at the old Lakers team, you know, what I mean, you, you look at a guy like Robert Horry, and I remember last year telling uh, AD like. Um, I want to be like the Robert Horry for this team. Mm. You know what I mean? Would, would be the, 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 the ultimate team player, the ultimate role guy, making big shots, making big plays, and you know, just just being whatever the team need me to be. And that's that's just what, what, that's the role I take on, man. Um, you know, when I was out of rotation early on, you know, I, I, I was mad because you know I know what I could bring to the team, and, and I'm a competitor, so I should be mad. But ultimately, I knew I had to stay ready. For whatever my number was called, and that's 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 you know a part of being a, a professional in the league. You got to stay ready, man. You know, chips don't always fall in, and don't don't always fall your way. And you know what I mean, you got to be ready when it when the opportunity presents itself again. So, Markeith, are you going to explain to Anthony Davis when he's ready to go that he lost his spot in the starting lineup that he's got to come off the bench? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could never happen. Man. Like, just, tell just, Coach to tell him. <laughs> I, I, I always say, man, I enjoy my role, man. You know, it's, it's a little bit more on me starting, and I just can't wait for him to get back so it will become easy again. Markeith, is it, um, you know, this these last, I think it's been 13, 14 games down the row that AD's not been there. Does the team start, when you know that he's not coming back today or tomorrow, um, do you feel like you guys are starting to hit some type of a groove knowing that, okay, this is what we got. These are the players that we're going to be working with. Here's everybody's role. I feel like I'll use Montrez Harrell. I'll use Kyle Kuzma as good examples. Even THT, those three guys coming off the bench, they kind of know, okay, um, we know when we're going to come in. We know what our role is going to be. Do you guys feel like you're at a point where at least, of course, you want Anthony Davison and as, as soon as he can get back, great, but do you feel like the team kind of understands what to do uh, while he's not out, where it took a second to kind of get used to that. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think it was like a span of like four or five games where we were we were searching for scoring. We couldn't really score without LeBron, and then um, uh, Dennis went out for a couple games, and we really couldn't score. So we we. You know, we talked about it. We had to figure out how to score. So it just really was just, you know, everybody just be more aggressive offensively. You know what I mean? THT can get in the paint at any time. Kuz can really score any time. And Trez, you know, playing the dunker or getting in the post, he's, he's a tough matchup too. So we just had to focus on scoring more. And I thought, I think, you know, all of us did, all of us understood that. And I think all of us took on the road great, especially with Montrez, with, you know, these past couple games, man. He, he's been unstoppable. Markeith Morris uh, taking some time to join Lakers talk here on 710 ESPN. Lakers taking on uh, the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow. Um, Markeith, we, we mentioned Kuz for a quick second. I was talking about him before uh, before you uh, joined the show. Um, what, what do you notice? Do you, do you notice anything different? I mean, as far as his development from last season to where he is right now today, are, are you noticing um, some of his growth? And if you are, what, what specifically stands out to you? Um. I've noticed he just he's he's a super competitor. Um, his competitive nature at, at all things on the court, you know, just is, is at a, is at an all time high. I, I I realized, I mean, I figured out with him, he he doesn't really, you know, have to score. He can affect the game in different ways, you know, with, even with like when he's rebounding, is when sky, is when sky high. His motor came out of nowhere, you know. what I mean, I, I felt like I felt like last year, you know, he was searching to score more. And I feel like this year, you know, he's just let, letting his whole game show. Like, you don't have to be a scorer to affect the game. The defense end with the chase down blocks. Uh, the offense still in extra possession with the offensive rebounds. Uh, getting getting timely defensive rebounds. Like the, and, and like the other game, I think it was last game when he had 15 in the fourth quarter, you know, that he's still a scorer. I think, you know, he's, he's going to continue to be an X factor that we need. And, and he's going to continue to grow his game. Markeith, um, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, over the next couple of months or so, but as things start opening up a little bit and we'll see if there's going to be fans at Staples Center at some point, I know it would be amazing and I'm, I'm sure it would uh, it would mean the world to the players, but I'm, I'm just curious from your standpoint, when you guys have gone on the road and there's some fans in arenas I mean, would you almost prefer, even though it's a road game and, and most of those fans are going to be against the Lakers, is it just you don't even care, I just want to have fans in these arenas? I mean, does it help you guys specifically from, you know, playing the game atmosphere-wise? How, how would you how would you kind of assess that? Man, having fans, regardless if they're cheering <laughs> against us or not, or if not, is it, it, it feels like old times if you get extra juice again. I, I, you know, when you're playing in these empty arenas, this is it's crazy. Like, the energy is super low. Almost the entire game, you got to, like, find your own energy. And almost like we forgot how it how it was to play with fans for a little while. <laughs> and then and then you walk into these arenas with fans, it's like, oh, man, we, we miss the fans. And you forget, you know. Who we doing it for? Like we, we we need the energy from the fans. Those games where you know, back to backs or guys are, are tired, the fans give us that juice that we've been missing that we need. And we just can't can't we can't wait to get the fans back in, man. It's uh, but I heard I heard I heard it's coming, so you know maybe. Hopefully, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, Markeith Morris here on uh, on seven ten ESPN. 
Um, Markeefa, uh, you know, obviously you've been around the game for a long time and getting a chance to play with uh, the just the greats in the NBA. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, getting a chance firsthand to be around LeBron James. Here he is 36 years old uh, in a lot of the conversation for most valuable player, um, you know, so far this season. Um, what would your case be as you see some of the other greats in the NBA? Uh, why would you say that LeBron James should be the MVP this season? And um, I know it's still very early and I know, you know, I always hear the saying, the only MVP that matters is finals MVP, but just kind of taking into effect what he's done so far this year, how, how would you describe LBJ? Um, I, I, I would leave relentless. He's 36, coming off of championship season with a month, maybe two, to relax to get back into a season and do and basically do something that has never been done in NBA history. Miss one game the entire season so far, and still dominate the game at the at the, at the highest level. How, how can you not, you know, put him as the, the number one guy for the MVP, man? Still carrying his team, still top in the West. I mean, we don't have the best record, but you know, we had, AD has been out for I think ten or eleven games now, and we still, you know, top four, still competing with the best teams, man. How, how, and he triple double back to back, back to back nights. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, I don't see how 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 can he not be, you know, the front runner for MVP? Case closed. His, his work, <laughs> his work ethic is. is Top notch, second and none, first and none, man. It's, it's nothing. I've never seen nobody work as hard as LeBron James on his body, on his game, on his recovery, all aspects of the game he covers. Well, it's one thing, you know, to get that perspective on the outside, and it's a completely different perspective on the inside. So I'm always curious to get, um, you know, someone like yourself, just how you kind of see it from your view. And uh, it, it sounds like. Um, yeah, you you uh, you obviously explained it perfectly as far as LeBron James. Uh, Markeith, you've got a uh, a great foundation called Family Over Everything. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know you guys are out in twelve cities. Um, you do this with your brother as well, and Thomas Robinson. Uh, can you just give us for those who are out there don't know enough about um, your foundation? Would love to uh, love to have you kind of explain a little bit about the organization and if there's ways people can get involved and help out. Um, um, yeah, uh, you know, this family of everything foundation, the full foundation, me, my brother and my mother's, my mother, uh, started, uh, you know, we just, we just, um, you know, give a helping hand to, to kids in need, you know, and these, uh, started in Philly with, in these, in these, you know, in the bad neighborhoods or, or the kids without, you know, parents, we basically, we basically base our foundation off of, uh, single parent homes, you know, trying to, trying to just, you know, show them a different path, um, we do a lot of different things, man. We have we have a, a football team, we have a basketball team. Um, we 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 work with the city doing uh, all all types of charity works, uh, book bag drives, uh, seminars, uh, men and women empowerments, man. We 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 just do a lot, man. We just try to do it, uh, you know, just try to just try to get back as much as possible. Uh, when the COVID the COVID hit, kind of you know. Uh, slowed everything down I, I feel like for everybody but you know we still had you know zoom calls to try to you know try to build these kids up in these neighborhoods try to give them um, financial literacy you know just try to try to do some some different things man to try to you know try to try to close the gap a little bit 
while the organization FOE, so Family Over Everything, uh, yeah. foundation.org. So if you guys want some more information on that, they're doing some great things. Obviously, uh, Markeith, his brother, Marcus Morris, um, like you mentioned, his mom as well. Um, they're in 12 cities right now. And uh, uh, make sure you go to foefoundation.org. Uh, Markeith, cannot thank you enough for taking the time. Um, I obviously wish you uh, the absolute best the rest of the way. You're a champion. You've done so much. You kind of sacrificed for this Lakers team to help try to bring another championship to the Lakers. So we appreciate it. Lakers Nation appreciates it. And uh, wish you nothing but the best of the rest of the way. Alvin, thanks for having me, man. Uh, appreciate it, man. I'm going to try to bring another one back to L.A., man. Yes, sir. Yes, thanks sir. For having me again. All right, Markeith. That's uh, Markeith Morris right there. Um, fantastic, man. Love getting this guy's, uh, this guy's perspective. Uh, you know, I said this before the interview started that it's so easy to talk about the LeBrons and the Anthony Davises and, you know, obviously uh, just look at the stars that have played for the Lakers. But, man, these role players, they are so key. And Markeith is such a great example of a dude that um, is willing to sacrifice whatever it takes. Just tell me whatever it takes. I mean, he was talking about how competitive he is, how much he wanted to play when he wasn't playing. But what's in the best interest of the team? There are not too many players, not just in sports, but just in general that are do are, are willing to do what's in the best interest of the ultimate goal. Markeith Morris is one of those players. Uh, this coverage on ESPN LA 710 is brought to you by Santa Monica Lincoln, your Los Angeles Lincoln dealership for sales and for service. Okay, let's do this when we come back. Um, I want to get, uh, I want to hit on a couple things that Markeith mentioned. One of the things Markeith hit on was MVP. I kind of uh, roped him into the MVP talk because yesterday... I'm sitting here in the postgame show, and I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I've heard so much. Everybody sitting back and saying, well, the only MVP that matters is finals MVP. I get it, Michael Thompson. I get it. And he's right about that. Um, but I cannot tell you how much I want LeBron to win MVP this year. And I got my reasons for it. I definitely have my reasons for it. And that's not to say that other players out there are not having fantastic seasons. I want to spend a little bit of time on that. If you guys want to be a part of Lakers Talk, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Okay, as we do in every show, um, Valvoline Instant Oil Change. So if you go on the website right now, go to SoCalOilChange.com. Um, you put in your zip code. I'm out here in downtown, so I put in 90015. It's like 50 locations come up. If that check engine light is on and you just need to get your car serviced, can I make your life a little bit easier? Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change for over 30 years. Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Curtis over here uh, sent me a photo. Curtis was Right in the thick of things over at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. He heard the ad and he went out there. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. Get all your locations. Go get these coupons that are sitting there. They'll email to you. You could text them to yourself. You could print them out and get out to uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Markeith Morris. Fantastic. Great conversation with Markeith Morris. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, you guys heard it here. He's gonna somebody's gonna have to tell Anthony Davis when he comes back, you're coming off the bench, AD. I mean, Mark Keith's already made his case. Um, no, fantastic stuff. Like I mentioned, it's great to get uh, it's great to get that role player that is willing to. Uh, sacrifice for the team. Markeith is definitely one of those players. Um, okay, so let me hit on this. Man, there's so many other things I want to hit on. And then we got we got top NBA stories coming up at 8 and Mark Medina coming up at 8.30. Um, I'm just going to just transition here straight into that MVP chatter, the MVP talk. So Michael Thompson is the voice of reason usually in the pregame show. And I get it. I understand it. You know, when he says the only MVP that matters is I'm going to come at, I'm going to, I got to play that one. I got to play the thing that uh, Mark Keefe's case for uh, LeBron at MVP. I, I know it shouldn't matter in the regular season. That's usually the conversation. I don't freaking care. It does matter to me. And I think if there's Laker fans out there, um, you should be kind of sitting back right now and prideful to try to make a case for LeBron to get the freaking MVP this year. Um, the Lakers have played over 40% of the games this year without Anthony Davis. And... They're sitting in third place or tied for second place, you could say, with Phoenix. Probably that deciding game coming up this Sunday when they got Phoenix in uh, in Phoenix. And here are the Lakers, you know, obviously in the thick of the Western Conference. LeBron's 36 years old. Is part of him chasing, in my opinion, some of these triple doubles, chasing MVP? Yeah, I do think so. I, I think this is something that would be incredibly um, important. Important is not the right word. Significant. It would be it'd be a big accomplishment for LeBron James at this age if he were to get MVP. I'm not saying you do it at the expense of the playoffs or the expense of an NBA. Of course not. All right. The only thing that matters in LA, the only thing that matters for Laker fans are you stacking up more championships? Next one, if you win another one this year and you get to 18, now you're ahead of the Boston Celtics. So I understand what the priority is and what the priority should be. But I also want to see LeBron James at this stage of his career and the fact that for seven straight years has not won an MVP get what he deserves, which is the most valuable player award. I've made this case before. Why is it called most valuable player if they don't give it to the most valuable player? I had actually a really good caller yesterday call into the postgame show and say, Al, you know how this goes. This is a regular season award. And LeBron James only going to give you 80-85% in the regular season. And then by the time he gets to the postseason, that's when he takes his game up to another level. I can't argue that. He's exactly right. We've seen LeBron back in the Cleveland days where he just kind of paces himself and then playoff starting. He's like, all right, let's get going. And I think this is going to be the case with the Lakers. You could you could make the same case for LeBron last season with the Lake Show. Um, paced themselves. Season stopped. They played those eight regular season games. I think a couple preseason is not preseason, but those exhibition games leading up. And then the playoffs started, and you know they handled business. Took care of Portland and Houston and Denver, and then took care of the Miami Heat. And LeBron's number numbers were ridiculous, which is why he ended up with the Finals MVP. Um, 
But I want him, I think for me, um, he's got a real chance to get it this season. And Joel Embiid, which has been the player that everybody's talked about, is second on the list of winning MVP, or first. I mean, there was a point in the season where I think he surpassed uh, LeBron, and then he goes down with this injury. He's out two to three weeks, so let's just say he comes back in a couple of weeks, whatever the case is. The only way I think LeBron gets the MVP is the team's got to keep winning. Because his numbers are going to be there. What was he last night 25, 12, and 12? Night before, another triple double. The numbers are always going to be there. They're going to be there not just because he's uh, stuffing his stats. It's because he's the best player in the world still that understands how to control the game on both sides of the floor, enjoys the, the, the fact that or enjoys the side of being a distributor, not just a scorer. And then you could add on top of that just some of the shots that he's been hitting and everything else. Um, I'm, I'm off the, well, the regular season doesn't, the MVP doesn't matter. I'm off that boat. I want to see LBJ get the MVP this year. And whether anybody else is with me on that or not, I don't care. I want to see LeBron James end up with the, uh, end up with the MVP. Um, another, uh, interesting thing I thought uh, as part of that conversation with Markeith, by the way, if you miss any part of the show, we'll eventually put the entire show up, plus that Markeith Morris uh, interview. We'll put it up on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Lakers Talk and you'll find everything there. But another uh, interesting part that I, I took away from Markeith, did you hear Markeith how, how quick he wanted to jump in? I was still asking my question about the fans. Hey, okay, well, what if it's a road game? I mean, he was ready to jump in. Markeith wanted in saying, Al, I got it from here, buddy. I, I know where you're going. Um you can tell how important, how significant it is to get fans back in arenas. Lake fans, I could tell you firsthand, I'm at every home game. Every home game, I'm at Staples Center. And I can I put the headset on to hear John and Michael. I might as well not put it on. I could hear every word they're saying. You know, Billy Mack and Stu are to my right. John and uh, Michael are to my left. I can hear both broadcasts if I take my headset off. I'm saying that because that's how quiet these games are. You know, when LeBron has a beautiful dish or Montrez, you know, just think about Staples Center. Montrez Harrell grabbing an offensive rebound, going in for a dunk, flexing like he does. Staples Center would be going crazy. And Markeith is saying, we don't even care if there are fans rooting against us. Just give us fans. It just kind of shows how significant that part of the game is and how, um, you know, that's obviously been lost We'll have to wait and see, and we'll see what happens in L.A., but uh, I tell you what, I feel like we're moving forward. I mean, I prepped today. I went to a coffee shop. I prepped inside a coffee shop. Laptop open and everything. So I think we're moving in the right direction. We'll see what happens. Um, But again, uh, for Markeith to kind of explain it from that perspective, I thought that was interesting. Shows you how, not desperate, I don't know if desperate's the right word, but how much it's needed and hopefully Staples Center can get some type of fans uh, back here sooner than later. Okay, we got our top NBA stories uh, coming up next. We actually got a ton of NBA stories that I want to get into, so we're going to do all that coming up next. Uh, Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, pack your victory dance and go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. Make a splash in Funner California's trifecta of pools. So, by the way, I was on the website, harrissocal.com. So they have this 400-foot lazy river. They have a swim-up bar. It's voted one of the 10 best resort pools in America by USA Today. I mean, all this at Harris Resort SoCal. Um, And on top of that, they have 50 table games, 
1,600 slots. Or you can go to SoCal's first Top Golf Swing Suite. From dining to unwinding, scoring a good time is easy as picking up a uh, room key. Are you game for a getaway? One other thing I want to point out here. 